Welcome back to the Gerald Field Report, your number one source for valuable information about how to spot counterfeit pennies. Uh, my name is C.W. Hills. I am joined, as always, by my good pal, Thony. Um, just before we jump in, I wanted to say something very quickly. As all of you are, no doubt, now aware, uh, the Bean Dad incident happened. Um, Bean Dad, for those of you who don't know is the nom d'online, uh, which has been assigned to John Roderick, who, among other things, being the front man of the long winters and the western state hurricanes, um, is also co-host of a number of podcasts such as Omnibus and Friendly Fire that I have personally recommended on a number of our shows, like this one and The Final Podlum and Peculiar Objects, uh, because they are interesting. So he said what he said, and everything about him that came out came out, and he issued a public repentance um, as opposed to an apology. He didn't defend himself. He said, my bad, and then receded into the shadows. Um, and I don't know how we feel about that or whether not being the people who were harmed by what he did and said, it's in our place to forgive or not forgive. So for the time being... Um, the Semi-Automagic Podcast Network is going to rescind official recommendation of any and all um, products or content featuring John Roderick. Um, y'all are adults. Y'all can figure out for yourselves whether you can support a problematic creator and not feel bad about consuming their content. We're not here to tell you how to run that shit. Just for our part, um, we are not going to have his name in the mouth of our network uh, for the time being. We We don't know how to move forward with that. So that's that. Thank you. Um, we are here. Thony, what are we here to talk about? I have some notes here. Are we talking about Yakuza Subways. like a dragon? No, we're talking about Subway. We're not talking about the new, the new, the new Bright Eyes record. Uh, that's that's an illegal. Uh, that's an illegal word in my house. What what is record? No, the other one. New. No. The. No. What do you have against Bright Eyes? I don't have anything against that that band, but it's definitely against the rules. I can show you on Why the board. It? I can show you on the board that it's against Why the rules. Why is Bright Eyes against the rules? What did Connor Oberst do to earn the displeasure of your house? I don't know, but like, here's the thing. I don't come up with the rules. The rules come to me in <laughs> prophetic dreams. Uh, I'm fair just enough. the vessel that writes those rules down on the you board. You are Joan of Arc. Okay, fair enough. Well, we are here finally... After so many delays, after so many broken promises, after so many Little League games we said we'd come to but didn't because we were drunk on the bus, uh, we are here finally to discuss Das Subway and Weezen Ed, which by the Hulu Reckoning is Season 1, Episode 14, Tony? I have no idea. It's an, it's an nah. episode. It doesn't matter because we're not going it by really Hulu, Hulu, Hulu production order anymore. I mean, Hulu order. We're just going by production order. So we've broken uh, ranks. We've gone rogue. We're definitely we're not going to give you time to listen to this episode this time because you know this no. episode has been coming for a long yeah. time. So should have done your damn homework, like Thony said to in the pre-show. Yep. So let's let's just dive right into it. Do it. So, da Subway, uh, da Subway uh, the kids uh, get out of a movie later than they thought. Um, they miss the last bus out of town. They don't have enough money for a cab. So they nope. go where few kids fear to venture uh, into the subway. Um, during the subway, 
the a rat chews through the cable on the top of the subway. The train breaks down, and what we get is an extended bottle episode uh, in a cartoon, yep. which is weird because why do cartoons need bottle episodes? Um, they you get all the the trapped in the fridge kind of tropes in this. Uh, eventually, oh, yeah. Grandma. Uh, comes down, fixes the train car, saves the day, and everybody sings a song, uh, speci- a specifically subway-related song uh, that they have oh, all rehearsed before. <laughs> and... you, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so uh, the episode starts. They they leave the movie theater. The movie uh, on Killer the vegetables from outer space. Yes, uh, but I my head canon is this is actually a movie recreation of Helga's food musical from the first episode. Mm. Okay, all right, I can see that. Yeah, it was the kind of thing where the knockoff got bigger than the original. Yeah, uh, yeah. much like Heather's the musical, which is definitely growing um, in terms of popularity. Uh they they just complain about how bad that movie is. Two hours long. Two hour movie about vegetables. That that Oof. that that sounds awful. Um two hours too long, if you ask me. Yeah. Which goes through my head all the time, like as a grown human. I almost forgot it was from this. I've just I've never had the gumption to say it. Yeah. Who played the onion anyway? <laughs> like I just I wanna know like the how bad that 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 movie actually was anyways i would still prefer to watch rasta dog if it's on the table uh so the kids uh the kids like go back and forth uh can we we can't we can't afford a cab we can't afford any of that like like first off like how are these kids able to be out as late as they are i think that's a thing you and i have discussed before is the autonomy that these children possess uh is pretty extreme um yeah i i was never really a go places do things kid i was a play video games read books hang out kid but uh the idea that my parents would not know where i was or have any way to get a hold of me and like give me a vague idea of when i should come home by the time the street lights come on uh but really no like structure for making that happen (laughs) Like, I am a child, sir. I cannot provide the transportation. So, yeah, no, it's it's kind of baffling that all of them manage to just kind of be uh, free Roman in this way. Uh, I definitely wrote down Beware of the Streetlight Killer as the streetlights came on yep. in my notes. Uh, so they they decide to go down to the subway. Um, here's, here's a really interesting thing. Uh, this... This episode gets like subways really right and really really wrong simultaneously. Okay. So you have subway experience. I do. Uh I do not. That was going to be my point. I have never been on a subway. So so first off, uh like this episode made me terrified of subways for the longest time, uh especially sure. like the the fucking con- subway conductor, which is the worst subway conductor <sighs> in the history of everything. Uh but anyways, uh subways are fucking bomb i really wish that california had a better subway system than what we do um 
So here's here's one really interesting thing about subways, at least in New York, which is where the entirety of my subway experience comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike a bus, you know how like if you ever did you ever ride like public transportation in in the AV? Like, did you ever ride the city bus or anything like that? I've I've never I've I've never been on a public bus. Okay, that that doesn't matter. Uh, okay, you basically like with a public bus, you you pay for the fare. Uh, you can pay a little bit extra to pay for a, a transfer pass, which means you can jump on one bus and jump on another bus. So with the subway, the way the subway system works in New York is you enter into a subway station and you are basically connected to every other subway in the entirety of, of New York. You can literally travel to any place in New York on one the two dollars or the three dollars or however much it costs for one subway ticket, uh, you are able to travel in the subway anywhere you want. What uh, a bargain! Which I think is pretty cool. Like, like, like being able to, and it's way more efficient than any other thing in New York City. Uh, but here's here's the issue with with the way the subways are portrayed in this episode. Subways are trains. They are. They okay. are rail cars. They so are far. not cable cars. Okay. And the entire point of this episode is a rat chews through the top cable of a cable car and uh, and halts the power, which also I don't think would work because it's not like there is one singular cable on a okay. cable car. There are tons of cables all across every single car if one okay. if one wire goes out it's not going to mess up the entirety of the car so thony this brings up an interesting thought that i had while watching the program which is that uh this episode is called das subway which is of course a reference to das boot a um a famous submarine movie uh which is a genre unto itself um, and it deals with, you know, the themes of claustrophobia mm-hmm. and, and trappedness that accompany, uh, submarine stories in general. But I wondered why they didn't, instead of saying like Dust Subway or taking it in this direction where nothing really happens, like they get trapped, they're trapped for a little while and then they're not, thanks to grandma. I didn't understand why they didn't do like the taking of Arnold 123. Like why... This wasn't a heist. You've never seen uh, Taking of Pelham 123? Either version? John Travolta? No? Um, Richard Dreyfus, the gentleman, I, I want to say Richard Dreyfus, I could be wrong, the gentleman who played Quint in um, Jaws. Well, I know who Richard Dreyfus is. Like he's... I'm pretty sure it's Richard Dreyfus. Uh, anyway, in... uh, it's, a, it's a heist movie where they stop a train in uh. the middle of subways, and they demand, you know, we're going to start killing people if you don't, blah, blah, blah. It's allegedly a very good movie. I did not especially enjoy it, but I understand that things can be good without me liking them. Anyway, my point is... <laughs> that's that's I didn't understand untrue. Only things that I like are good. <laughs> well, I like you, so you must be good. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so I really wish that they had taken it in that direction, like that somebody was going to do a crime and that the kids were going to be trapped there. I knew they weren't, but I was creating an alternate episode in my head where something interesting actually happened. <laughs> so it's a bottle episode and I like it. It plays with the bottle episode tropes, tropes a lot. You've got you've got like uh, a motley crew of characters, each of them like not really liking each other, not really OK with each other. Um, right. 
a ragtag crew. You have Helga, who is uh, overly dramatic in everything she does. This this correct. Included. Um, she hates rats, and I'm wondering if she hates rats the musical uh, because of her fear of rats <sighs> specifically. Rats the musical. Yeah, we're rats. We're rats. We're furry and forlorn. <laughs> is okay. We live in so sewers, gonna... love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. <laughs> You're gonna have to bring me up to date on Rats the Musical. Here, give me a quick primer. That's the, the you don't like. It's an episode of. There's an episode later on. I think season two where Helga wants to go to WrestleMania. Uh, she's oh. staying with her dad. Uh, I remember that with Big Bob. Big Bob's yeah. a piece of shit, and then buys the tickets to the wrong event. Uh, so they both uh, have to sit through Rats the Musical, which is just a okay. A, well, apparently, a Rats cats. the Musical did not make as big an impact on me. But when are we gonna see CG mocap Rats the Musical? Uh, hold on. Uh, the Ratatouille Musical premiered online on the first. That was. So six days ago, Casey. I saw that that happened. God, yeah. It's God, been what? Six days. Um, yeah. How you, was are that? You not Did a you fan watch of it? Ratatouille? I fucking loved it. Like I've been following. Like I'm on TikTok now. I've been following like the development of because you, you very know on TikTok. You know that that Ratatouille the musical was fan created, right? Every song was created by like like user generated however you want to call it like someone on tiktok was like what if they made a ratatouille musical and they had like like the the overture song uh mm-hmm. and then someone's like oh that's a good idea i want to contribute to the ratatouille musical here's my song for anton ego and here's my song for for uh for remy and emil and and here's what the sets should look like and here's what the dancing should look like look like this is literally like like the work of like hundreds of of people just random people not professionals uh and it got big and then uh the broadway people put on this this hour-long show socially distance uh zoom version of the show uh with all the music that was created by the fans in order to help support the unemployed actors and actresses who have not been able to work for a good part of a year now the ones who have really suffered in this pandemic. No, that's not that. That was unkind. Everybody's got problems. Um, that's actually really cool. I didn't know it was that collaborative. Um, I saw it as like a um, sort of faux grassroots thing. Like, first of all, I assumed Pixar was actually involved, and that they were, uh, or Disney Pixar, whatever it is, and that they had like, hey, let's make a cute version of this thing. We don't get money from anymore. But um, okay, that's that's actually real, real cool. Who was, who did this, who starred, who was Remy, who was the Ratatouille? Uh, Titus Burgess, uh, you might know oh. him as Titus Andromedon from... Mm-hmm. And also uh, Defwan. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Defwan yes. from 30 And uh, he was, I don't want to say he was the genie. Uh, Sebastian, he was Sebastian in the, the Little Mermaid musical. Oh, was he really? Good for him. Yes. That tracks. Yeah. Oh, speaking so, of which, for uh, did you um did you get my Christmas card, Thony? No, I did not. Okay. I sent it like three days ago, but the mail system is having a hard time right now, so never mind. Oh, you because um, you, you sent me a message saying that, that like like you sent me a message like weeks ago saying that like it was caught in the mail or something like that. Uh yes. 
I ordered some cards. I did not realize that the card I ordered specifically for you was being shipped from England. So, oh. yes, uh, it took longer to get okay. here than yeah. I realized it was going to. And I, it did not It did not arrive system, in time. But, it, but it's possible I don't get my mail. Like, I live not at my parents' house. So the mail I get is not is at my parents' house. So I haven't checked the mail in the last few days. I might have gotten it. Oh, that's I fair. Just, just that's fair. I haven't been able to check yet. Uh, it's just a square envelope, a squanvelope. Anyway, so... Yes, uh, we're there on the subway. There's this cast of characters. Uh-huh. There's this nice lady who used to be a nurse. There's a blind fella and his doggo. There is a doctor, a psychiatrist, presumably, helping a lady cope with her claustrophobia. And there is, of course, the obligatory, hilarious homeless man. Did you say claustrophobia? Are you, yeah, the claustrophobia. Are you being f- facetious, or is that how you actually pronounce it? Why would it? I be facetious? Ah, that sounds too close to other things, Casey. Sometimes you say a thing and you regret it the instant it comes out of your mouth, and you don't just let it fester on Twitter for seven years and then make an apology. You... Okay, Okay, so, so, uh, and what what we get is... Hey, Thony. What? Hey, Thony. What? What did... What did the spider hurt when she stubbed her? When she... When when you step on her leg, what did did it hurt on the spider? It hurt her arachnophobia. (laughs) You delivered that joke like Dan Harmon delivers jokes. <laughs> Oof! Oh! Yikes! Mark uh, it off on your bingo card, everybody. Uh, Thody is mean to Casey and Dan Harmon reference. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a double score. Okay, so what happens is a typical bottle episode. Uh, the kids freak out. Now, Thony, people get angry. For, for, for the benefit of the listeners, what is a bottle episode? So a bottle episode uh, in TV TV talk is uh, usually a mid-season point episode in which uh, the studio realizes that they've squandered most of their money uh, yep. and still need to fill out their full season order. Uh, so in so order to save just... money, uh, they create an episode uh, that exists in one singular location with a very, very... Uh, Usually it's one or two and or only the essential people in the show. Uh, right. You most commonly know it as the stuck in the freezer episode of most Certainly. like like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s sitcoms where Star Trek did it um, in modern. One of the more famous and honestly, one of the more well done examples in fairly modern television is the fly episode yes, of, of Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one or two characters. uh so it's it's all a lot of like emotion and like like usually secrets get revealed and relationships yeah. like reach Fairly their breaking point and and yeah so so uh it's basically this situation the kids are stuck on a trapped on a subway they're in this singular location they don't move from that location uh there are cutaway scenes to grandma outside of it but in terms of like the core cast of characters there are five of them four of them it's, Something like that. It's I don't even I don't even think is Phoebe there? Yeah, Phoebe's there. Uh, Phoebe's there. So it's it's Phoebers. It's Arnold, Gerald, Phoebe, Helga, and Harold. Uh, so the five of them and this this uh, cast of characters. Um, so oh, like so cool. there's stuff about like claustrophobia and uh, them worrying about losing air because they don't understand how air works. Uh-huh. Nope. 
Uh, well, and each of them has a specific fear. Well, most of them. Yeah. We don't. We don't. There, there's not time to go into everybody. But Helga specifically has a fear of rats, which yeah. comes up a couple times. Yeah. Um. And let me let me say, I never understood that, but uh, we actually have a, a rat problem here, which is embarrassing to say. But it's because Mesa actually has uh, an at-large rodent problem because of all the citrus groves. And in rodents, it turns out, fucking love them some vitamin C. And they will look in your attic for it if they can't find any just hanging out. Anyway, point is... I think, Casey, you don't have a citrus problem. You have a Pied Piper problem is what's really happening. I think I I told them to pay the man. The man in his motley garb. Yeah. And I didn't have any children, so as far as I knew, the story worked out <laughs> for <Yeah>. me. <laughs> anyway, um, I've seen my very first rats since living here. They are surprisingly large in the wild, and their tails are very long and weird. So, like, I had pet rats growing up, but that was my cute little guys. Mm. That was Nim. So, yeah, that's different than seeing one in the wild. It's understandable. Gerald, and I wanted to ask you about this. Gerald goes a little bonkers and says, I gotta have something to eat. I gotta eat something right now, or I'm gonna die. And I wondered if this perhaps had something to do with food insecurity, because Gerald talked about the yeah no the Johansons. I mean, they're well off, but that's because they're thrifty, right? Yeah, but it doesn't mean they like like they they definitely are are a middle class family. I severely doubt that uh, Gerald has food insecurity. Especially okay. because that's not something that, like, like if any of the people in the the cast of characters had food insecurity, it would be uh, Sid. I think Sid is the right. closest person who would probably have food insecurity. I think I think they're just playing with the trope. I think that's what it really comes okay. down to. Because at one point, everybody in the subway are starving, and yes. I can't imagine how long they have been. In the subway for all of them to, minutes. to, to, that's what I put. I said, uh, how long do you think they've been stuck in the subway? Like, I feel like it's been 20 minutes. Uh, but just, just like, I think it's just playing up with the trope. I think like just, okay. uh, just hyper exaggeration. Yeah. Because they need to be starving because right. then you get the, the Gerald hoarding food, uh, trope, which Herald is also, yeah, sorry, Harold, uh, Hoarding this isn't food. the Herald Field Report. Uh, Herald hoarding food. That is a, the worst tongue tongue twister I've ever I've ever. Herald liked. hoarding food. Herald hoarding food. Herald hoarding food. It, 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 a proper it, cup of coffee from a proper copper pot. Brenda, I the, slid a sheet of sheet. I slid upon a slitted sheet. I sit. Brenda, the tittle tattle prattled on. Uh, she the spat human a... torch was denied a bank loan. Okay, so anyways, uh, so that's where you get the the whole. Uh, like oh he has food he's been hoarding food and then they all the kids run away and and correct uh, so while all this happening there's a b plot going on where grandma sees the news report and automatically knows that arnold is stuck on the the subway or she's just doing it uh regardless either way there's no well i mean arnold did tell her that they're taking the subway oh uh, yeah that's true uh so but they're on the wrong one no but they but, but they but they don't they're on the one, the the train that uh, that Arnold tells his grandma that they are on. They they oh, took okay, the, so they're on wrong the one they thought train. they were on. They were just okay. They okay, took okay, the okay, wrong okay. train. I got it, I got it. So so uh, grandma says that not many ex cops <laughs> uh, in the city are as crazy as what 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 
what did grandma uh get kicked I'm off the, the force cop in this city crazy enough to take on a job like this what what was grandma's what was grandma's job what, what, what did grandma what did what 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 got what 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 did grandma do to get kicked off the force i mean agab phony can we can we give an exception to grandma all grandmas are bad apostrophe not apostrophe fuck asterisk <laughs> we're like Anyways. catastrophe so so she she puts so... on uh she puts on some commando gear, uh, goes into a closet. There are a lot of weird noises coming out of that closet as she's putting on mm-hmm. this outfit. Pretty sure I heard Don't duct judge. tape at one point. Yeah. You gotta keep your ducks in place, dude. You gotta keep them in a row. Uh, she, she goes down into the sewer and tries to fix it. Meanwhile, the kids are at each other's throats, as what happens in most bottle episodes. Uh, Correct. Until there's usually the inciting incident that makes people realize that maybe their differences aren't so different, and maybe that they can work together, and maybe that they can be friends. Uh, the dog gets sick. Correct. Spoiler and alert. Here... Yeah, <laughs> The go dog ahead. doesn't die. No. Anyways, sorry. You can look us up on that. On You can look us up on Does the Dog Die? Yeah. The dog does not die. It's fine. Um, and here we have the unexpected combination of the people trapped in a place episode and the pregnancy trapped in an enclosed place giving birth episode yeah. from Frasier, from how to get away with murder, yeah. from a lot of other stuff. Uh, so they all gather together. And here's what I want to know. So, like, Arnold says, hey, blind fella, your doggo is unwell. Give me some newspaper, psychiatrist. And he does so. And Arnold is like... We don't see a dog giving birth on screen. That was a little much for Nickelodeon in 1994. They were still mm-hmm. working on having more than one black character in a scene at a given time. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, you see Arnold's hands, like his elbows indicate that he's doing a lot of stuff. And I just, I wondered, like, is Arnold wrist deep in dog uterus? Nah. Just like. I think he's petting the dog. I think he's like, like. Like, I don't know. Oh, he's encouraging killer. Okay. Yeah. He's doing dog yeah. lamas. He's doing of, La Paz. What kind of what kind of service dog name is killer? Like like I don't think you should name your service dog killer. I think that's that's I don't think so either. Not anyways, the dog gives birth, everybody is Hooray. happy, everybody is has learned their differences, and means. and uh Grandma The subway the guy, the su- oh, so there's a homeless man on the subway. We didn't talk about the homeless man. There's a homeless man who yes. lives on the subway, and I found out some interesting stuff about why TV shows in particular uh, portray, like, homeless people living in the subway system. Uh, Hit me. It is very, very warm underground oh. in the subway system. So, especially in the very, very harsh winters of places like New York and or Chicago. Your coastal cities. Sure. Uh, we're, I guess, California coastal cities don't count though, because because if it's if it's winter on the coast of California, right. it's like eighty degrees. Uh, well, California coastal cities also don't have subways, so yeah, because of earthquakes, we have tons yeah. of earthquakes in our in our. No, 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 state. Tony. It's because they 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 abided they abided the rules. Sun goes down, stay above ground. Uh they. Uh, so so yeah, homeless people frequent the subways because it is a good place for them to stay warm 
Sure. And fair enough. Once you enter into the subway system, you are allowed to travel on the subway system until you exit out of the subway system. <laughs> like the hobos of old hopping trains. So, cars so, uh, so throughout the entire episode, anybody gets through his like specific section of train car. He yells to get out of the, get, get out of, uh, his My home. House. Uh, finally at the very end, the puppies are bored. Everybody's happy. Everybody is reconciled. And he's like, Hey, I have something to say. And they're like, we know stay out of your house. And he's like, no, let's all hold hands. <laughs> let's all hold hands here on, on, the, on the subway. That's all I know. Because we've been stuck down in the dark for way too long. <laughs> oh, it's hot and it stinks and the train is on the blink. They locked the doors. We got no choice. Let's get along. Okay, so I have interest, issues with this song. Go uh, on. And the scene in particular. Uh, number Was one, it about how much that hurt my throat? <laughs> No. Number one. Uh first off, this is definitely a ripoff or a play of uh we we uh what is We're it? the world? We are the world, yeah. It's it's Oh a, I won a play on the We Are the World. Because we are the world. We are the people. Uh, oh, I don't know that song. Okay. So, but here's the thing. He just says the first line. Everybody yeah. else in the subway automatically knows the next lyric to that song. I know, and like we only get dream sequences really when they're from Arnold's like sort of POV, not like first person, obviously, but uh -huh. like concentered in that. So I have to assume this is really happening. Yeah, uh, like, and it's definitely really happening because at the end of that episode, Grandma is sitting on the top of the roof of the right, and she's doing. The and if you've ever been, if you've ever been, she's singing the song along with him. You actually can hear Tress McNeil's voice uh, as they're singing through. Uh, they. If you've ever been in a subway, a subway going down a train track is incredibly loud. There is no way it. that anybody uh, in a station can hear what's being sung inside the the subway, uh, let alone someone sitting directly on top of of a subway car. So they're all singing the song. They all know the lyrics. Like, this definitely was a song that existed in the universe. Someone produced the song. It was played on yeah. the radios. Local uh, celebrities. Dina Spumoni did a cover for charity. It's it's it, it, it's just so bizarre. Okay, so that's, uh, that's Das Subway. Do you have any final that's thoughts das. on this uh, episode? Subway. Um, well, I, 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 I do... But it's contingent upon the answer to a question. So, okay. Thony, your Monkey Man Award. Do we do we want to do one Monkey Man Award? No, I want to do two because per... I have a monkey. I have a Monkey Man Award for this one. too. Okay, so it's not per episode. It's per yeah, because there's two. Story. There's two two different stories. I think it's fair to give a, a Monkey per Man story. Award okay, per, per story. chapter. We'll yeah. say. Okay, very good. Then, uh, in that case, I do have my Monkey Man for this chunk. But I want to hear your final thoughts first. Oh, uh, the, the, the blind man says, I'm a daddy. And I'm like, nah, man, you're a granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. I wondered about that. That, that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> a little bit. At least, at least, like, they weren't half man, half dogs. Uh, that we know of. Uh, that was it. That's, that's all I have. That was, that was one of I the things I do like that Gerald got them on the wrong train, 
but like Gerald got them on the wrong train and is is correctly made to feel like an idiot about it, but that's only with the context of that subway system being incredibly complex and labyrinthine, so it's an understandable mistake because he's a kid. Well, like, no, that's it's really this... really easy to get to get on the wrong. Like Nigel and I once spent, uh, we were supposed to go. Get, Nigel was supposed Mark to get a square off on your fucking haircut. Cards. Another Nigel, Nigel and Tony fucking... going somewhere without Casey's story. Yeah, yeah, we were in New York. This entire thing like is about fucking New York. Casey, here's the thing. I would actually go on trips with you if you were the kind of person that would be willing to go on trips. <laughs> I know I don't I don't trip I I stay upright thank you yeah yeah like like I fucking wanted to take you to go see a a steam power draft concert in another city which would require us to spend the night and you're like ah nah that doesn't sound like my thing I did it for your wedding you got your one Jesus (laughs) yeah the wedding didn't even last and you didn't eat any not my problem you didn't didn't eat any food at my wedding (laughs) I did too. Okay, look. Big it was very warm. I had been on my feet all day. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to pour a fucking ocean of open bar diet coke into my tummy and dissolve a bunch of delicious rolls in them. Yes, I did. But then every fucking buddy made fun of me. So yes, I had some prime rib from the carving station and I'm glad I did because it was delicious. Yeah. Anyway, that's no, so you can't complain about me going on adventures with Nigel when you're the person who is like the least likely to go on an adventure with me. <laughs> it was Tony, I was mainly I was I was mainly keeping up the the the, the bingo the bingo fiction. The bingo No, premise. I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm still complaining about it though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh so Nigel and I were were on the subway. We got trapped on the subway going like basically we kept on getting on a train. Like, like the way, the way subway works is like how streets work. You cross the street to get on the subway to take you the opposite direction. Okay. Um, for some reason, even though we were crossing over onto the other side of the tracks, we were still getting on the same train. So literally okay. like what should have taken, what should have taken us like 10 minutes to get from location A to location B took us like an hour and a half because sometimes like it's just, the subway system is confusing. Uh, Sometimes it'd be it's like hard that. to navigate, even as an adult. Okay, uh, we are definitely running out of time. Who uh, is your monkey man? Uh, the subway conductor is my monkey man. The train conductor, the subway conductor, the, is my monkey man. The inimitable Maurice Lamarche, who slowly loses his mind over the course of the episode. Yeah, and uh, tells them all to be that's calm. Even though thousands of pounds of water are bearing down as we speak on the thin, aging walls of this government-funded tunnel, you are in no danger. Yeah, he's, he's my monkey, because he's just so overly dramatic and stupid. Who is your Monkey Man Award? It's very good. My Monkey Man Award. Tony, I don't know if you've got the episode up, do you? No. Okay, pull it up. You're going to want to see this. It's at the very, literal, very beginning. Literal, very beginning. Hulu.com. Hulu, you do. Fuck, that should have been their slogan. Hey, Hulu, at me. <laughs> I got ideas. Yoo-hoo, Hulu. The very beginning of the episode? The very, very, very beginning, when people start walking out of the theater. Look down at the bottom left. My monkey man goes to the Arnold-shaped lady 
leaving the theater. Right? Oh, that's uh that looks like what's her face? Um No whose face? The there's Tell there's me. an episode where he's has a crush on his teacher. Okay. So is this an early appearance of the teacher? Maybe possibly. You tell me that Arnold develops a crush upon a woman who looks like a grown female version of himself? Uh hold on. Arnold's crush on teacher teacher. I mean I'm not judging. Crush on teacher, yeah. It's uh, her sh- her head is not as football shaped in okay. that episode. But hold on, I'm gonna post it in the chat for you to see. Please do. If I can do this, there we go. Downloads. Crush on teacher. Upload. There we go. There she is. Well, the hairstyle looks correct, but yeah, she she still definitely had a much more football-headed shape yeah. here. Anyway, so I just like to think that she was there watching her son from afar and hoping he enjoyed the movie, which he did not, but that's not her fault. She doesn't control Hollywood creativity standards. Second episode, Weezen Ed. You gonna go through it or Sure. Dog. Uh, so second episode of Weez and Ed, the kids are at the pier, they hear the tale of Elk Island and the, the ballad of Weez and Ed, a famous Prohibition-era smuggler who allegedly haunts the island like some sort of spirit. Get it? Because, Tony, because Boo's spirit. I'm, I'm still reeling over your pronunciation of smuggler. It was a, it was a pune or play on words. So they decide to go to the island to look for the treasure, but uh oh, some counterfeiters have set up there and shenanigans ensue. And then there was no Weezen Ed or was there? Questioned Mark. It's one of those episodes that definitely like, uh, supernatural shit actually exists in this universe. Uh, correct. So yeah, they objectively they're they're all hanging out on the pier as kids do like when they do. live in beach towns, sitting on the dock of the bay, um, and playing games. And so they talk about Elk Island. They talk about how nobody lives on Elk Island because Elk Island is haunted. Nobody ever the goes there. They call That's Elk. Also not true. First off, post this episode. Everybody goes to Elk Island all the time. And that, that's only after the myth of Weez and Ed has been dispersed, Thony. You can't use later plot lines to point out that, that no. The, 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 the myth of Weez and Ed never was dispersed. They never, at the end of this episode, they never said, hey, Weez and Ed doesn't exist at all anymore. That's not, that's not a thing. Uh, everybody can go to, and, and I have stuff to talk about this fucking island. We'll get that in a later moment. Um, okay, but what I'm saying is they unlocked the fast travel location. Yeah, I guess. Okay? There's a, there's a lady that, that, like, Arnold's favorite book author, which is a way, way later, I think one of the last season's episodes, lives on Elk Island. Uh, so, the That's idea that, cool, that, that, that nobody like some kind actually, of mad furniture scientist. uh, ever, it goes on the island is weird. Anyways, so they decide, uh, much like the the haunted train episode, that yeah. fuck it, let's go onto the island. Uh, they meet. Do it. They meet. Uh, Sheena's uncle. Uh, what's his name? Where'd it go? Uh, Sheena's uncle Earl, uh, who yeah. is a very very sea captain esque uh type of person. He's the Gorton's fisherman. Yeah. Um, much yeah. like the sea captain in, uh, 
the Simpsons. Uh, he says that the island is real, that there is uh, the there's an actual treasure there, and he has proof. Not a mirage. Okay. Uh, and what does he produce for uh, this proof, Tony? What is it? A very, very shittily carved counterfeit penny. It's a copper piece. See? Which none of the kids recognize. Which, like, I I chalked that up initially to them being really stupid and wanting that. Like, they want to believe there's treasure, right? They they want the story to be true, and that's completely understandable. But it occurs to me now, knowing what we now know, like, is it just that bad a counterfeiting job that they literally can't tell this is supposed to be a one-cent piece? No, because they, they eventually figure out that these are counterfeit pennies. I think it's just that right. it wasn't close enough, and, and, like, he didn't, like, physically hand it to them. He says, I found a penny like all and and no he did they pass it around my initial thought is like if he knows there's a treasure and he wants the kids to look for the treasure why didn't he say i'll take you guys to the island for a cut of the treasure instead of uh five dollars with a 50 cent security deposit on a shovel i think he was also going to charge them a return trip fee Mm. um yeah that makes but sense. yeah it's it's really the only sustainable business model so they get there and this this island is just a verdant jungle it's really cool and i think is not uh is not a realistic representation of how that climate would work but yeah. still um they find another penny cave ho they split up uh, Sid and Rhonda go over there. Phoebe and Gerald, or Gibby, go yonder. Uh, Harold is there to guard the entrance because he is the bravest, naturally. And Helga and Arnold. Now, here's the thing, is that Helga has been just fucking jonesing the whole time to get some time with her mans so she can say, hello, you are my mans now. First off, Gerald and Phoebe, like, share a look with Gibby. each other. Uh, they certainly do. That's definitely like like on my list of this is why Gerald and Phoebe are my OTP. Uh, yeah. Uh, but also really uh, Sid and uh, Rhonda are in this episode as well. Uh, and yeah. uh, I ship Rhonda with a lot of weird people. Uh, uh, my number one mm. ship with Rhonda is Ronald, Rhonda and Harold, which isn't that as far-fetched as you think it is. Uh, as we oh, discussed no, in the I, cheese episode, I was going to say no. There's textual evidence for that. Rhonda and Sid are also yeah. uh, two people that I ship uh, together. So they all go on a mini Goonies adventure. Uh, Correct. That is more boring and uh, less interesting. Uh, Correct. They go through the caves. There's not a whole lot going on during this cave thing. Uh, you get basically yeah. three separate scenes, uh, each showing what's happening with with each of the people. Um, uh, Gerald and Phoebe have a very, very sweet moment where um, Gerald's talking about how scared he is, like how freaked out he is in the cave. Phoebe uh, being the smarty pants. Hole. Phoebe being the smarty pants that she is uh reassures him and says that's not going to happen in this in this uh uh in this cave fun fact though uh much what like up? Chekhov's gun uh the yeah. fact that someone mentioned that they're going to fall down a hole uh means that someone's going to have to fall down a hole at some point in time Chekhov's cave hole uh yeah I don't like that <laughs> too bad that's what you put out in the universe baby uh yeah um 
that was upsetting to me, both when Gerald talked about it and when it happened, because I'm not claustrophobic. I don't have a problem with enclosed spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in some caves. Uh, I don't think it was Carlsbad Caverns, but it was another one in California. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's not upsetting to me. Um, what is upsetting to me very, very much is the idea of having my movement restricted like like being bound or or constrained or contained in some way mm-hmm. um to the point where I would not be able to move and remove myself from a space. So like the idea of falling down like into a little shaft hole in the ground and like being stuck with my arms up against me and down like that and I can't wiggle and I just got to sit there like that until I die. That's pretty literally my idea. Of that's hell. not what happened. So that though. was it is not what happened, but it could have they they basically find down there's an elaborate like tunnel system underneath the cave. Correct. Uh, they land on a a pile of pennies. Slide. Oh, uh, fun yeah. fact. So the B plot is this is is the two the two criminals from the first episode uh, have a new operation where they are uh, counterfeiting pennies. Like we already talked about the mm-hmm. counterfeiting, but these guys are actually buying copper and carving Abraham Lincoln faces into the pennies. Which correct. Uh, like. First off, I fucking hate pennies. I think pennies are one yeah. of the worst things in our economy. Um, Everybody does. And Unlike Dylan Spencer, who loves them. It costs more money to make a penny than it is than the penny is actually worth. So they bought $900 worth of copper to make fake pennies. The amount of Correct. pennies that they could make with $900 worth of copper uh is like significantly worth less than yeah. if they had just kept it literally that could not be cost effective yeah even more so when you consider the fact that counterfeiting is one of the very few offenses in the united states uh, legal system that still very much has execution has the death penalty on table as like a very possible punishment like it's not even you don't even have to work up for it it's just yeah. automatically there they do not fuck around about that so the kids the kids fall down these tunnels land in a pile of pennies all of them should have broken their backs broken their spines become permanently paralyzed but instead much like scrooge mcduck themselves i was gonna say scrooge mcduck i think is our evidence contrary to your assertion scrooge mcduck just jumps into his pile of gold coins he's swimming around like some kind of duckfish mcduck has a magical coin that uh grants his uh his coins uh fluidity Okay, well, your knowledge of the DuckTales canon outweighs mine, so I think I'm going to have to cede you that point. That's not actually true. (laughs) I I think I read that on a Cracked article. First off, I love DuckTales. That's definitely the most improbable thing about DuckTales, is is the fluid nature of coins, which is not how that works. It's otherwise a very grounded universe. Regardless, yeah. they 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 fall. They think they've discovered the treasure. They hooray. Uh, they all. I mean, copper's pretty valuable. It's. I mean, that's not not a treasure. Yeah, they they stand on it and they look. They're like, you know, these look like shitty, shittily carved pennies. And yeah. Arnold's like. Hey, these are shittily drawn pen- carved pennies, and the the really bad um, criminals come, and we have a chase scene. Uh, they have to go through the, the they have to go through the tunnels. Um, Arnold uh, throughout the episode was laying out uh, uh, jelly beans. Uh, all throughout the caves in order to mm-hmm. have a Just trail of breadcrumbs to, to come back. And when you won that jelly bean factory. 
I didn't win the Jelly Bean Factory. That fucking you won the Jelly Belly Factory, was, right? No, I didn't. Like, first off, the Jelly Belly Factory treasure hunt hasn't actually happened yet, and second off, okay. that fucking treasure hunt was bullshit. Uh, and uh, I didn't leave L.A. County when oh, when it happened. Uh, anyways, it's it, that's a long story for another day, and I we've I've literally got like ten minutes left. Uh, okay, so. Uh, they, they escape out of it. Uh, Harold, who is constantly hungry, uh, uh, decides to eat the, the jelly beans walking down the path, but it's fine because Uh they all converge and, uh, Harold rolls down the, the staircase leading into the caves, like the Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Uh, well, he finds the jelly beans and says, praise Thor, the, the Thunder, Thunder God. God. Yeah, it's one of my, my favorite lines in this entire episode. Praise Which is great Thor, for a lot of reasons. the Thunder God. <laughs> I mean, Harold's ostensible Judaism notwithstanding, the idea that he would need to remind Thor what kind of God he is, and how that would relate to a gift of jelly beans. Yeah. Well, Thor is also the God of jelly beans. You didn't know that, Casey? Oh. I did not know that. Yeah. I apologize. Well, you see, Thony, there are conflicting narratives in between the prose Edda and the poetic Edda. You see, it's, uh, you know, all, it, same story, different versions, and all are true. Well, fun fact, the, the original Norse, the, the word that we associate with Thunder God is actually right. jelly bean in it ancient makes Norse. makes a lot of sense, considering the gastrointestinal carnage <laughs> that they cause. Uh, jelly beans. I fucking love jelly beans. Anyways, Gross. Uh, they, they, they escape out uh, only to into the hands of the police. Uh, the police arrest the, the two criminals uh, because yeah. Sheena's Uncle Carl was trying to tip his waitress a penny. <laughs> Or with a penny, anyway. Like, that might have been among, like, among the tip, but still. Right. Yeah. I got some final thoughts. You got some... The first episode, I think, was was pretty good. The second episode was definitely not one of my favorites. Um, Honestly, I don't think either of them were especially strong, but that's fine. I mean, the, the worst episode of Hey Arnold is, is still They definitely felt like mid-season episodes, which is also something yeah. that happens in mid-seasons, like... Like all the production goes to the beginning of the ending of the season, uh, you yep. know all that money got spent for the the, the Christmas special, uh, which is oh, definitely yeah, you got to start strong and end strong. Episode. Well, uh, yeah, and and if if these are the cost of us getting that really bitchin' Christmas special, I'm fine with it. You know, yeah. it's fun. I'm watching I'm watching Star Trek Voyager right now. Uh, it's mm-hmm. fine. I'm enjoying it. There's stuff to like about it. But, like, the first season finale, you know, the the hook you gotta set so you get that season two money coming in so you so everybody has a fucking job in six months. The first season finale is about some cheese going bad in the ship's kitchen, and it causes shenanigans! Okay. And that's it. I have, something and to, I, I have something to mention really briefly. I'm gonna try to make this as brief me. as possible. Because of how bad Star Trek Voyage... Okay. The events that happened yesterday are a direct result of how bad Star Trek Voyager is. Hold the shit. What? Okay, so you're saying you're saying that the MAGA army storming the steps of the Capitol building in an act of legally defined felonious sedition 
causing the evacuation of the Senate in the middle of the vote to yep. confirm the Electoral College yep. votes, confirming uh, the win of Joe Biden. Yep. You are saying that this has to do with the production of Star Trek Voyager. How bad the production of Star Trek Voyager was. Okay, Go so do you on. want me to work backwards or do you want me to work forwards? Do you want me to start with MAGA and end on Star Trek Voyager? Or do you want me to start on Star Trek Voyager and end at MAGA? I think let's start at Voyager, and I think I actually remember the cracked article you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that... So, uh, Voyager <laughs> was bad. Voyager now. was bad. Uh, in order right. to fix Voyager, they hired Jerry Ryan to play Seven of Nine in Star Trek Voyager. Uh, Voyager's during, fine. During, during uh, Seven of Nine's tenure on uh, – sorry, Jerry Ryan's uh, tenure uh, on uh, – blah, 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 uh, on Voyager – uh, she had a very, very public divorce with her husband, uh, a senator running for, I think, Illinois uh, in like right. 2002, 2004, whenever whenever Obama became president, uh, whenever Obama became a senator. Oh, oh OK. So uh, her during the divorce, some public things came out about her husband, uh, some abuses, some uh, felonious. He was cheating. All this stuff. He became toxic to the Republican Party. He had to drop out of a a race that he would have won handily against a a no named lawyer from Chicago. Okay, uh, that no no named lawyer's name was Barack Obama. Uh, Barack Obama won the Senate election. Uh, went on to be the Speaker of the uh, Democratic National Convention uh, for John Kerry when John Kerry run uh, that that uh, speech uh, propelled him into the presidency uh, during the presidency uh, at winning correspondence dinner. Uh, Barack Obama made fun of Donald Trump, which uh, was the inciting incident that forced Donald Trump to run for president. Uh, Donald Trump hmm. ran for president. And yeah, there's there's this entire thing where he made fun of like everybody can cite. That's the that's the moment that that Trump knew he was going to run for president. Anyways, I have read that. Yeah, uh, I, I remember this story now. Um, if true, not worth it. <laughs> I like Voyager. It's fine. I like that. I'm getting more Klingon stuff. But uh, oh, boy. But it's, it's yeah, it's because who like like realistically because Star Trek Voyager was bad. We got an Obama presidency and, and they're definitely like, like you can definitely draw the Obama presidency and the hatred towards having a black man as president as mm -hmm. one of the fuels that fueled the Tea Party movement, uh, right. which stemmed into the alt-right, which stemmed into all the, the maggots bullshit. Dude, I had my pest control guy over here today before we were recording, and he looked at all the places where there was mousums, and he said, no mouses, get good job, and I said, thank you, and then I said, is it weird that we had a mini civil war yesterday, and then just, like, woke up and went to work, because <laughs> I don't know how to process that, and he got so excited, he said, oh, dude, if I'd have been there, oh, I'd have been rushing the steps with him just to be able to tell the story, and it should tell you what color he was, that he saw this event that would have ended in the mass slaughter of any other group of people and thought that would be a fun story to tell the grandkids yeah. some winter's night. But, uh, fucking, anyway, okay. 
We almost made it the whole episode without mentioning what happened yesterday, though. Nico. Yeah, but <laughs> you mentioned Star Trek Voyager, and that's yeah, that's you're right. My, my favorite fun fact. Uh, my fault. Last few my weeks. fault. Absolutely. Damn Eugene Roddenberry, etc. Okay. Anyway, uh, final final um, thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, we got a Brainy appearance that I quite Oh my god, I forgot to talk about Brainy! <laughs> okay, go on. This talk is so about important. Okay, okay, so first off, Brainy was already in the cave. <laughs> Brainy is always already everywhere, right? Okay, but... Brainy but, never arrives. But, but Brainy is one point, they are walking through that tunnel and stumble no. upon cave paintings. And if you look yeah. at the cave paintings, the cave paintings are of Brainy! <laughs> Are they really? I yes. didn't see it because of the glare on my television. Yes, they're they're like like Brady definitely. Googling. Uh, like like you might have to go on Hulu because I don't know if they're gonna actually show. Hey Arnold, cave painting. Don't fail me now. But if if this this like like so if Brady just hangs out in the caves, which. He mm. must do because he was there. Like he didn't travel with the group. He's just hanging out right. in the caves. And if he's just chilling, if the people in the caves are worried that there is a a weazen, heavy breathing man ghost right. hanging out in those caves, isn't it possible that what they think is Weezen Ed and this entire Weezen Ed story comes from the fact that Brainy hangs out in the caves? Okay, I've got I've got the episode up on YouTube here. Uh, I'm gonna take a look. Show me that brainums. Oh no, this is just the legend of Weezenhead. This is just the ballad that Gerald tells. Okay, I'm gonna go look at that later. That's gonna be bonkers. It's pretty good. So there are a couple of possible explanations. The first is, as you said, later we learn that there is a famous writer lady who lives there. Maybe Brainy is her eccentric rich kid who gets to just wander around and do whatever he wants. Well, maybe. Do we ever meet Brainy's parents? No, but it's definitely she's definitely not the person that would have kid like have kids. That, that's fair. That's a very okay. Like, so Brainy, I guess Brainy's eternal. Yeah, Brainy is like there at almost every supernatural thing that the the kids deal with. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Ooh, okay. Add another piece we'll to the puzzle. To, we'll have to talk about it at a later date. But yeah, so the the like if you go on Hulu and like I've got like I'm I'm already running out of time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll check. We'll yeah. Uh, so if you go back, check it later. Uh, he's definitely there. Um, do you have any other thoughts? Yes. Uh, I like that they say, what are you doing here, Brainy? And he says, uh, Stuff. something. Yeah. It's <laughs> creepy. Um, I liked it when the cops showed up. They were there standing in the water and like they were barefoot and their cuffs were all muddy and wet. And it was just, it was a very strange level of detail and attention yeah. paid to... Something they could have really easily glossed over, and it was, it was odd. Yeah. And um, then, and so then the my... cops said he's going to read them the marumba marumba rights. They're marumba rights. Oh, which Thony, is you preempted my monkey man. Which is that's my monkey man too. Uh, Hooray! This is double monkey man. Uh, double. Oh my god. I think I think I think I think because he Don't called them the marumba rights is the reason why these two counterfeiters. Uh, aren't thrown in federal prison and exist right. in later episodes in this series because if you don't get your Miranda rights read to you, uh, you nope. uh, are excused of any and all crimes that you've committed when you got arrested. Fun fact, Improper guys: if a cop doesn't tell you your Miranda rights, you uh, 
we'll probably get all, away with that crime. Uh, it's from Miranda v. Arizona, where a man was not yep. told he had these rights and got arrested and went to jail and then sued and won, which is why yep. they're called Miranda A lot of bad rights. stuff. A lot of bad stuff comes from Arizona. <laughs> yep. Did you know that right now we have the highest uh, COVID numbers in the world? Yeah, not the United uh, States. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because it was Los Angeles for the longest time. So when you posted when you posted that, I'm like, oh yes, good job, Casey. You've taken that away from us. Happy to help in any way I can. And then there's wheezy ghost laughter, yeah. and we have to wonder whether it's just brainy or whether the treasure of Wheeze and Ed is in fact still waiting. No, it's still to there. Be discovered. It's still there. It's a ghost. So. Next episode, what is it? Tell me. Uh, Tutoring Torvald. Taming Torvald. A torrid uh, tale of torrent. And the... Hearts. Hearts. What is it? Like, visiting Arnold's place or, like, hanging out? Gerald stays over. Gerald visits. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I could check the text I sent you last night. Not gonna. So go ahead and watch those. And you can, oh, I, I apologize, Tony. I, I stepped on your, your outro toes here. Your no. out toes. Uh, guys, your if you like toes. this podcast, uh, we have tons of other the podcasts on our network. Uh, feel free to listen to them. We have shows like Dice and Virtue, D&D 5 e podcast with Dylan, Christina, and Casey. We have uh, Honest Dave's Discount Cyber Magic, a Discount cyberpunk, cyber magic. I, a cyberpunk podcast, uh, real play podcast. Uh, set in the the sprawl, the sprawl, uh, starring yeah. Casey, William, Nigel, Dylan, and I. You can listen to Peculiar Objects. Uh, sorry, well, you can listen to Squirrel Scouts of America, an unbeatable Squirrel Girl study podcast with uh, Casey Hills, uh, Liz Layton, and Andrew Orsi. Or you can listen to Peculiar huh. Objects, a Kids on Bike Adventure, starring uh, Nigel, Casey, Steve, and I. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the GF Report. Uh, you can follow our network's Twitter feed at Semi Automagi. You can follow mm. me at El Chupacabra DLX, and you can follow Casey at Hotel Theotokos. Uh, no, you... that's not true anymore. What? I've undergone a personal rebranding, Thony. I'm going by Night Springs Radio now, uh, <sighs> which is. Uh, it's an, it's another reference to an obscure, pretentious play I wrote in college, so it's still on brand. The thing is, listeners, here, take some advice from your old Uncle C.W., why don't you grab yourself a cup of hot Jones and settle in? Let me tell you, when you set upon a personal rebranding, maybe make sure that the handle you choose fits in the space that Twitter allots you before you change your goddamn email and your username to every other fucking thing. So I could not get Night Springs Radio on Twitter. I got Night Springs FM, which is capitalized. Capital Night, Capital Springs, Capital F, Capital M. Nobody has ever found me and said, hey, I was listening to your program, but you could if you wanted. Well, it's the same with me. Like, I, El Chupacabra Deluxe definitely doesn't fit on Twitter, which is why I've done DLX instead of exactly. DLE. I was really happy I figured out the FM hack there. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support our network, please subscribe to our Patreon feed. Uh, you can listen to me talk about uh, cognitive uh, development in adolescence uh, for an hour yeah. today. Also about manga. Uh, but your Patreon dollars help us pay Delicious for uh, crucial equipment that helps us and our podcast sound as good as they do. Yep. If you listen to that 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 uh, that episode of uh, Peculiar Objects, uh, that's probably going to be released around the same time that this one gets released. 
Uh, it's pretty bad. That's what happens if we don't have good mics. So wait, what happened? Who had bad sound on peculiar objects? You did. Oh yeah, for like five minutes. But that's but I'm either way, those. either way, that's what it sounds like if we don't have fancy mics. So yeah, you're you not good listening. Please subscribe to our Patreon feed. It's five dollars a month. You get access to all these goodies well, and episodes early. Sorry, Thony. Something I actually forgot is that for the length of the pandemic, we are offering all bonus content for any level of subscription donation. So uh, if you want to throw us a dollar, you can get hours of content. You can get pre-show for every episode of almost every show we do. Come listen to us talk about Bean Dad. Mm -hmm. You know what you want to. Yeah. Anyways, uh, guys, this is it. So, as always, please remember... If you're going to ride the subway, make yeah. sure that you are not riding a cable car because the rats will chew through it. They'll do it. And as always, stay football-headed. Bye, everybody. everybody. Don't be stupid enough to make counterfeit pennies. Don't do it. I'm <laughs> sorry.